Brent, what do you think about this new batch of Marvel movies? I mean, Doctor Strange comes out in just a week uh, as we I'm record this. I'm very excited about Doctor Strange. Right. As you know, I, you know, in my last RPG game, I played Doctor Strange. That is correct. I mean, with, I go and play with a bunch of nerds. I'm cool, and I hang out with these nerds. But you know, um, I get I'm no pleasure out of it. Sure, that's uh, exactly how it works. I get no pleasure out of it. I let them hang out with me. Would you, you know. s- Would you say there's any other Marvel projects coming up that you'd probably be excited about? A lot. There's a lot. A lot of them. Guardians like, w- 2. Guardians what? was my favorite movie a couple years ago. Man, why can't we get somebody from that on there? Hey, well, g- guys, I was in Guardians. Too. What the what? <laughs> Who are you and where did you come from? <laughs> Joe Freya? Yeah. What are you doing here? Well, I, I don't know. It was happening by and I saw... T- Two dudes doing a podcast. I was like, I like the oh. mystery of all of that. That was just exciting. Like people at home be like, did they really not know he was there with the microphone? What's what's going on? We disguised it so well, man. So good, Joe Freya. You are here. Um, hey, everybody. You have made it to episode one forty nine of Raisin Brent. Brent, and I'm Ray. And I'm Brent, and that's Joe. That's me. There you go. Yep. Get that out of the way. All right. we Good didn't night, do everybody. It. We didn't do it last episode. Uh, yeah, we, got we did not. Know. We got 50 minutes into the episode and forgot to say that the actual name of the show was. Yeah. Which was a mistake. Yeah, we had two less uh, listeners. Did you get a lot of hate mail about that? Oh, oh yeah. Pure rage. <laughs> yeah, I bet. The people get so angry about <laughs> Excuse me, things. sir. I have been accustomed <laughs> to being led into the introduction of the show. Okay, so Joe, uh, you're a guest on the show today. Thank Welcome. you. Yes, thank uh, you. To our, our listeners at home, justify why you are here. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it only took getting into a Marvel movie to get it on your guys' show. Finally. I mean, I've been trying for years to get on. And... Life goals. <laughs> Here's it, but didn't, you wrote Carnival, right? I wrote Carnival. Okay, yeah. so that was a show that I saw in the theater. I love that show. Mm. I would have, If we had a podcast when Carnival was out, you would have right. been on the show then. Beyond. It was Beyond. about an evil carnival. Yeah. Which is uh, that's everything about that is great. Yeah, it was a rock musical about an evil carnival. Wait, so just to make sure though, no insane clown posse. No, I would feel they would have tried to get their tendrils into that somehow. No, no, not, no. Not they time. were an inspiration, but no. Well, they're inspiring to us all. That's, that's right. Exactly. That's not even. Let's not even kid around. Correct. Right now. Carnival Correct. at the Sacred Fools Theater. Oh, yeah. you know, when I that's went awesome. to see, here's a funny story about when I went to see Carnival. Is that the guy that played the? Uh, I don't remember what the evil guy's name was. Uh, Craven, Craven Moon, Craven Moon, the bald guy, That's right? A great yeah. name. He, I guess, uh, at that time was also doing something at Disneyland as the genie. That's right. right? That's right. And had had uh, something happened where he had to like hurry. And after the show, he showed me he still had some blue behind mm-hmm. his ear. Yeah, he yeah. would come from Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> oh my amazing. goodness! Yeah. He would come from Anaheim playing the genie yeah. to uh, to Carnival <laughs> as. Uh, as a maniacal serial killer who uh, would, you know, uh, turn people into uh, meat puppets, you know. So, <laughs> well, no joke uh, though. Yeah. Uh, the genie from the Aladdin show, and I'm sure we've all seen the show. That's no joke. That's a real, no, dude, legit, hey, like well, hardcore, a, awesome thing. A lot to of get. energy, yeah. and then Craven is also a, a big, high energy character. So, yeah. you know, so I mean, yeah, slept well at yeah. night. Is what I'm thinking. Jeff Sumner is he's an incredibly talented actor, and and is also appearing. In one of the lead roles of Skullduggery, which is the current show at oh, Super nice. Fools. Okay. Yeah. Um, also starring my wife, yeah. uh, Lee Wolf, as uh, as the lead uh, the lead uh, That's awesome. leading lady. Gertrude. So if you're in yeah. L.A., Sacred Fools Theater, yep. which is always a good idea. Pretty much always a good idea, I was going to yeah. say. When is, it, when is it bad? Don't answer, because you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, so talk, talk to us now. So... Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I see you're wearing a Steelers hat. Over I am, yes. Yeah, so I'm a Steelers fan. So tell us about what you, what your sports affiliations are, what your memories are, what excites you. Like we like to really, since we are a sports and entertainment podcast, yeah, awesome. We'd like to know where, where, well, what voice you're coming in with. Well, um, you know, I grew up. I was 
I wasn't born in Pittsburgh. I was actually born in Toronto, but mm-hmm. don't, don't hold that against me. But I, I actually moved to Pittsburgh when I was a year old. So essentially I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. Then I went to Carnegie Mellon, so I was there for 21 years. And, uh, you know, I grew up in a in a fairly blue-collar neighborhood. Um, so most of Pittsburgh is kind of blue-collar. But I was on the – my mom really wanted me to be – in a school district where there were there was some sort of money influence, you know, she, I think she felt that that would be a good influence as opposed yeah. to you know you know one of the the, the sort of lesser neighborhoods, but uh, yeah, so uh, this the we just bled you know black and gold, right? That's that's just how everybody was, and um, so the Steelers were actually primarily the the thing for us uh, growing up, and uh, I grew up in one of the best Steelers eras of all time, you know. Bradshaw, Jack Cam, Rocky Blyer, me and Joe Green, Elsie Greenwood. You know that that, wow. that pretty li- classic that little team. Yeah, <laughs> they and, did they did some things. Yeah, when I was a kid, I loved Rocky Blyer, dude. I read oh, his man. book. Yeah, you know how he's a war hero. Yep. And then, uh, yes, yeah. sir. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that was and it was pirates for a long time uh, until you know the nineties when they started to sort of farm off their players a lot and uh, they were kind of wasting their money on fireworks and not you know, spending it on players and that went on for a really long time. So when I moved to LA, I, I became a Dodgers fan. And in the nineties, yeah. the pirates probably had the best team to yep. not go to the world series. Yep. Like that, uh, Doug Drabeck, mm-hmm. um, you know, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds Bobby Bonilla, yeah. Andy Van Slyke. Yep. My favorite of all time, Zane Smith, one of yep. the greatest pitchers in the history of mankind. Yep. I'll put it out there. Uh, I loved those teams. I was also a Braves fan at the time, so it was mm-hmm. always Braves Pirates every single year. Yeah, uh, for it, and the Braves always won and then lost. Yep. So it's like, come on, give them a chance once. Yeah, I loved the Pirates <laughs> when, I, when you know when I was a kid. Willie Stargell, right? Stargell, man. Oh man. Yeah, it was great growing up in monster. Pittsburgh, and they yeah. had those awesome hats. Right, it yeah. kind of looks like your Steelers hat right now with the it had the stripes. It across. had the stripes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a great time to grow up. I mean, you know, that the, the city of champions back then, mm-hmm. the Steelers and, and the Pirates and Stargell and, and Dave Parker and all those guys. And, and, and you know, and then the 90s, obviously, uh, the early 90s. Uh, with the, <laughs> the late with the 90s Pirates. we don't talk about. No, we don't talk about those. <laughs> but it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to watch the, watch the Pirates go down the drain like that. Uh, but then, of course, you had – that filled in nicely with hockey because uh, the, the early to mid-90s were the Mew and Coffee and – and uh, Yager, you know, and that was yeah, the, that right, was that was the best hockey. And right when that starts ever. to dip, Sidney Crosby comes to town. Crosby, there and then is. you win again. It's yep. just it's like um, almost unfair. And yeah, then, and then you get Roethlisberger right after yeah. that. Yeah. Well, well, look, I'm a little jealous because you know you're sitting here getting all these championships, and I'm sitting here living there in Allentown, and they're just closing all the factories down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't remember any of the lines from that. That's a that's Our a rough pull won the right Second there. World War, you know. <laughs> Um, yes. So cool. We'll yeah. rock on. We'll tell you what. We got some things to talk about. We got some World right. Series. We got some NFL. We are going to talk about The Walking Dead because we are all caught up right now. Two episodes into the season, and we got the Kingdom. And we have not yet talked about our experience with the Negan. Oh, that's true. Stuff. And I, we also have to talk about uh, a certain show that that Joe Freya did with Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will definitely come. And up And we at have some to talk point. about Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, here's the deal. Yeah, I think we will. Okay. So let's do it after three seconds of Hamilton. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. The World Series is here. It is on. Although by the time you hear this, it could be over. That's true. 
It will be over. We yes. are recording this right before Game 6 of the World Series starts, so all of this could be effectively made moot by a Cleveland victory tonight. But it won't. Mm-hmm. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> if we wait and, and if we take a really long time to release it, like another week, uh, President Trump may have changed all the, uh, the rules. <laughs> you know who won the World Series in 2016? Me. Trump. <laughs> I did. I was the greatest world champion to ever be in the World Series. But Mr. Mr. Trump, were you actually in the World Series? Yes. <laughs> Please have him arrested. <laughs> Get him out. <laughs> uh, we are one week away from the election time, oh and I think we can probably all agree. I haven't talked to you about it as I have Brent ad nauseum, but um, I'm ready to be done. Yes, <laughs> I yes. feel like everybody, ninety eight percent of people are going to do. They already know what they're going to do. Yeah. Nothing else is going to change anything. Let's just end it. Whoever you're going to vote for, everyone's ready for it to be done. Right, uh, and Trump fans are ready. To bring on the apocalypse. Mm. Yeah. Heavy metal band plays here. <laughs> How do you know maybe Joe Free is going to vote for Trump? He might. Uh, you're from Pittsburgh, which is a blue collar town, yes. which makes me believe that. Uh, I'm voting for Terry Bradshaw. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clearly. Uh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the guy in Utah who's going to, the independent guy? McMullen. Oh. Evan McMullen. Mm. He might not be on the ballot uh, here in California. But he's in the ballot in our hearts. That's right. The ballot That's of our hearts. That's what I'm talking yes. about. Um, but enough of that election voted, stuff. I would have voted for Mean Joe Green when he gave that kid his jersey in that commercial. Yeah, that was uh, pretty good, too. Can I say right now, Vice President Green. I still tear up. One yeah. of the Beautiful. best, most memorable commercials of all time. Oh, absolutely. I, I assume that John Hamm from Mad Men came up with that one. And that, parodied. That? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but let's talk about the World Series right now. It is, as we speak, uh, Game 5 is over. The Cleveland Indians. Yuck. Have a three to two series lead going back to Cleveland. Brent, we have decided to make a side bet right mm-hmm. before the series started. Did we not did. make it on the air. No. I just sent you a text that said, believe land in seven. And I said, uh, no. Yeah. So then that was it. So you're ready to punt game six. Game six does not count. Unless they win it in seven. Oh, shut up. That's not on. <laughs> oh, no, it doesn't work. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cleveland has been uh, d- doing a good job handling the Cubs. The Cubs uh, look tight. They look tense. They look like they're feeling the moment way more than the, uh, say, even blue-collar Cleveland Indians team is. Uh, Being that Cleveland is from Ohio, of course, they are the devil. I think we can all agree. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you hate Ohio so much. (laughs) Well, Brent, I'm a Michigan fan who lived in Ohio for four years. Yeah, so that means you lived um, in Ohio. The, the end of that sentence was you lived in Ohio. I did, so I've seen yeah. the belly of the beast. Yeah, what, what part of Ohio was that? It was a beautiful Ada, Ohio, when I went to Ohio Northern University. Oh, yes. And, oh, beautiful. And it's in West Central Ohio, and everybody's an Ohio State fan and a Cleveland Indian fan, and they are some of uh, – nobody was a Cavaliers fan because up until last year, I don't think they even knew they had a basketball team. Sorry, LeBron. But um, – <laughs> I'll just say, uh, I, I, when Cleveland started winning, they were up three games to one. Did you guys listen to any sports talk radio at all? Yeah. I will say, all I heard was really obnoxiously cocky Cleveland fans, which seems like it should be an oxymoron. But I will tell you, these Ohio sports fans, they get the slightest bit of confidence behind them, and it goes up to 12 immediately, but past 11. Well, they, and they get ridiculous. In the, you know, in their defense, they had to grow up next to Pittsburgh. So it's yeah. like every time they That's get true. a little bit of a chance to smell victory, they want to pretend like they um, they can cross the border and be, you know, one of us. Right. But they can't. Oh, and let's not forget that can't. And let's not forget Boston also had the same thing going with the Yankees until yeah. they won a couple and now they're obnoxious. 
Yeah, I, I so. feel really bad. If you if you were born in the year 2000 and say uh, one, and you're a 16-year-old kid walking around right now, you have never known Boston to be a crappy sports town. And that's frankly upsetting. But sports fans in general, if they're obnoxious, that means they were good, unless they were a Lions fan. And that just means they were a Lions fan. <laughs> well, we're obnoxious regardless. But, I, but Pittsburgh fans, when they win something, they win generally with class because they act like they've been there before because they have. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I never get mad at Pittsburgh fans for you know, anything. <laughs> Well, it's always been uh, it's the the sports culture has always been a family culture. So it's it's it's, it's uh, there's there's gloating for sure, but sure. It, but it's a it's a gentleman. It's always been a gentleman's game in Pittsburgh across the board. I, uh, maybe maybe the the Pittsburgh Maulers were you know a really evil team, <laughs> but that other is, than that, <laughs> that is true though. I, I, if I take my typical Pittsburgh Steelers fan I know and typical like yeah. Ohio State fan I know, I'd much rather hang out with the Pittsburgh. Steelers oh, a hundred percent of the yeah. time. Yeah, they're good people. And this is all I'm trying to say is is yeah. there are some fan bases that know how to conduct themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's Ohio. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, Pittsburgh, they beat the Chiefs by, I think, one point or something. I don't know. It was a really close game. I don't know. Let's not look it up. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty classy. <laughs> I mean, it's fair enough. So what are you guys seeing in this World Series so far? I mean, to me, the Cubs look tight. Uh, but they, they maybe ironed a little bit of that out, got over themselves in game five. Um, they got game six. Seems like it's in, leaning in their favor as far mm-hmm. as pitching matchups go. And then you got the, the specter of Corey Kluber in game seven. Um, what do you guys see? Oh, I know what you're going to say. Uh, uh, so what do you? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, uh, so we'll start with our, our lovely guest. Well, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about these teams, to be honest with you. It, it was, it's fun to watch them in the series. Uh, one of the things I do recognize is, is youth on the team. And I, mm. th- I feel like a big battle for the Cubs has been battling youth and, and, and youth, can you know express itself in in nerves and and breakdown of of confidence and mm-hmm. I think that there may have been a, a, a trajectory of that you know happening but I feel like they might be on the upswing of getting yeah. away from that and and getting a little bit more like you know, realizing that they have to they have to they have to believe in themselves and they have to concentrate on their skills yeah and their strengths and 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 stop concentrating on what if we f- this up you know right so, it's it's a, a don't let the moment become too big for you yes exactly yeah yeah uh, Brent what do you think well I, you know I like the thing you said about youth because the yeah. guy that's been tearing it up is Francisco Lindor which as you know Tigers and Royals fans we've seen that guy all year and uh, could you just move to another division thank you. Because uh, that guy is good, well, and he's like 20. The way Cleveland beat both of our teams around this year, we just assume see them go away forever. Oh, yeah. They were, <laughs> they were about 14 and 5 against both of our teams. I, I think, think they're like a, four, a 500 ball club that also happened to play the Royals and Tigers this year. Oh, man. Which we, propelled them to 93 yeah, wins. Nothing against that. <laughs> and that pitching, I mean, God, five, they already have five shutouts in the playoffs. I mean, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And the Cubs score the most runs. So you obviously think that Cleveland's going to win the World Series. You thought that before. You've probably seen nothing to change your mind. I haven't seen anything to change my mind because they have two games at home now. So do you yeah. think they win it uh, tonight in Game 6? Or do you think they win it in 7? Uh, I'm a little less confident they go to Game 7, obviously. I don't you know. know. Third time you see a guy in a series, who knows? Even if he shuts you down the first two times. I mean, I remember when Madison Bumgarner, uh, you guys saw him the third time. Okay, and yeah. then, but, okay. oh yeah, that didn't work But the work difference is Bumgarner didn't start that the third game you know he pitched games uh, pitched I think, six innings in I, relief uh, he pitched like four innings of it was ridiculous yeah. uh but yeah that's to your point yeah that that could happen again but kluber's not i don't think he's like a workhorse like um 
like Bumgarner is. It's true. He's never going to be more tired than he would be in Game 7. I mean, that's the one thing you can look at. Yeah. Uh, three games rest, three games rest, three, yeah. three days rest, you know, and then here we go. Roll it on out there again. Yep. I'll tell you, my, my call is that the Cubs win tonight because I'm busy tonight. Uh, so I, I can't get drunk and watch the game. So th- nice. they have to. There has to be another game. There has to be another game. <laughs> one more game. There has to. Well, Game 7 would be epic. Yeah. These two teams that haven't won in so long. I mean, jeez. The yeah. only thing that disappoints me is that the game takes place in Cleveland because I feel like the people of Chicago, they deserve to get that at Wrigley Field. Don't you feel yeah. that way? Like, if it's going to happen, it's got to happen in front of the home fans. But didn't you feel like a huge sense of relief when they didn't get swept in all three games at Wrigley? I mean, how yeah. horrific would that have been uh, for uh, Chicago? It was already horrific watching, yeah. it, watching it fall apart the way it did. If the Cubs were going to lose... To lose that way yeah. almost would have been worth it. And I'm rooting for them, but like, you know, Schadenfreude being what it is. Oh, sure. To have them have three home games in the World Series, to get swept all three games, and just just the camera just pans the crowd, and then all the people are just like, and the Cubs have not won a World Series game at home since 1945, still. How about that? Was there would have been something amazing about that. How about game four when, when Vince Vaughn is like trying to pump him up for the seventh inning stretch, and he's like, ha ha, and they're down like <laughs> 10 to 1 or something. Yeah, <laughs> Beautiful awful. babies, huh? I'm like, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. I was like, oh, I felt so bad. Vince Vaughn, because yeah. what's he supposed to do? That's a bad assignment. Yeah. And the, well, when he the, said yes, he probably didn't think yeah. they would be in that much of a hole yeah. at that point. Yeah. One would hope, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Eddie Vedder one was, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did he sing it all? I didn't actually see. He the, did. He did say that. Oh, yeah. one, two. <laughs> now, is he from Chicago? He seemed like an yes, odd poll yeah. for me. I only know him as a Seattle rocker, so I guess my brain automatically assumed he was from actually, there. My father and I, father in law and I, looked that up as we were because we in the in the right. We watched the Dodgers, uh, you know, lose, and Vetter was there, mm-hmm. and we we're like, "What? What the hell is he doing there? Isn't he a Seattle guy?" But we looked it up, and he. Born and raised Chicago, he's like a oh, big geez, okay. Chicago, and, and he he actually went to Seattle late, much later on. Okay. So and only spent a couple of years there. So right. yeah, so he is a th- through and through Chicago guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you know what? I'm sold with that. Yeah. So yeah. we have we have a uh, uh, believe land in six. You think that the uh, Cubs maybe win in seven? I think the Cubs win in six. So, <laughs> oh wait a minute, <laughs> let's make more side bets then. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it, it, it's all out there. Um, I did. I did. I will say. Uh, I did a terrible thing. Uh, you see the Standing Rock thing happening on Facebook. Mm-hmm. All the people checking in yeah. at Standing Rock. So I, I couldn't help myself. I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could check in at a place you're very clearly not at. Yeah. So at, for Game Five, right as it was wrapping up, I checked in at Wrigley Field and said, "What an opportunity! So excited to see history in the making." And I started getting a uh, uh, David Noel, producer of the podcast, hits me up on the side, and he says. Are you seriously in Chicago right now? How did how did you swing that? What? How much did you pay? Uh, uh, are you, how long are you staying? Maybe we. Could, I'm just like, no, dude. I'm I'm just a liar. See, that's why <laughs> the David Noel believing you, our producer believing that, is the reason that he's not allowed to be in our fantasy football league anymore. Wow. Yeah. Kicked out. That's right. Well, he quit. But that's not. Yeah, doesn't matter. That's not what's important. The paperwork reflects otherwise, sir. Thank you. He was never in our league. In fact, I'm suing him. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't know Putin. I don't know him. I don't know David. No. <laughs> you, there's no video of me saying that I know him. Cut to look. It's 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 all over, folks. <laughs> Dear Lord. One more week of this, Brent. One more, One week. more yeah. week. No, I'll just be in Trump forever, no matter what. Actually, I think you guys should continue your battling Trump voices. From oh, now his on. is a hundred times better yeah. than mine. Uh, but I'm just accepting. I wouldn't yeah. say a hundred. I'd say like. 300. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, well, guys, let's do a little bit of NFL. So we're going to get to it after three seconds of. Freddie and Francine. 
NFL Week 8. It is right now in the rearview mirror. We should talk about our survivor pool. We could talk about our survivor pool. I don't want to, because I have just been eliminated from our survivor pool. Uh, three strikes and you're out, me. Last time last time we checked, you were about to pick the Chiefs, and I was like, yeah, you should pick the Chiefs You this week. talked me out of picking the Chiefs this weekend. <laughs> what? That doesn't sound like me at all. I took the Minnesota Vikings like a dope. Also like 54% of America, might that I point amazing. out. amazing. We um, might have 700 new dollars of the people that can rebuy. You can't rebuy because you have three strikes already. It's like baseball. So you have three strikes, you're out, and you can't come back again. I mean, I'd if you just gave us money every week. The way I see it, I got out cheap. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not buying back in again at this point. But you're not allowed to. No, well, I have to, I'm have to. i rooting for you at this point. Yeah. Oh, are you? you? Know? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be rooting for you at all. Well, I know. This is the difference. Like It's like a Michigan-Michigan State thing. Michigan can root for Michigan State. Okay. Michigan State cannot root for Michigan. Well, unless we made a bet ahead of time that we're, we're just going to chop it, you know, then we could have done that. Yeah, but, but then you wouldn't have talked me out of Kansas City. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely would not have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God bless. The Minnesota Vikings fall at home or fall on the road to the Chicago Bears. What uh, Before we talk about our own teams, which, of course, is going to happen, uh, what is wrong with the Minnesota Vikings? That's two weeks in a row they've looked like doggy doo-doo, uh, especially on offense. They had just enough to get by. What What up? No Adrian Peterson? And yeah. Now they know but, they, they, but they did okay without him before. I just think that it caught up with them. I mean, I think yeah. that they just... After a couple of weeks, it catches up with you. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, Sam Bradford's still Sam Bradford, despite Sam Brad- how yeah. happy everyone was when they got yeah. him. Did you see, like, the way the announcers were talking at the beginning of Monday Night Football, and they were like, this is a great year for Sam Bradford. He is having a career-type season. Through seven games, he's thrown six touchdowns. <laughs> Like, what the F are you guys talking about? <laughs> yes, he hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions, but we can't sit back and say he's been good. <laughs> Tom Brady has played like Tom Brady games th- almost through six against Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, MVP consideration? Roethlisberger. I mean, like, you know, I was watching it was two weeks ago it was at, at halftime, and we were losing, and it was like, you know, Roethlisberger's only thrown for 200 yards at halftime. And you're like, <laughs> oh, shit. He oh, only threw man. for 200 yards. Oh, oh man. Dang. What are we going to do? None of us can multiply by two and see that that's 400. That's, <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually kind of a good game, guys. I don't know what to tell you there. Uh, yeah, Minnesota now dropped two in a row. They, are, they looked really like a, a contender mm-hmm. after the first, say, five weeks of the season, starting 5-0. and oh. Now they sit here at 5-2, and two, and it's like... They got a really pesky, difficult team coming into Minnesota next week to play them. Uh, I'm all bets are taking, off. I'm taking Minnesota in my uh, in my survivor pool. <laughs> Your Detroit Lions are going to be headed to Minnesota next week. Oh, I didn't even know that. Where where it's, the, the pickings down. are ripe. This is a team ready to lose a lose a home game. No, here's the deal: I will not be picking Minnesota next week. No, I, I wouldn't. No way. Like Matthew Stafford can at least throw the ball downfield. They're going to score some points. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they just lost to a Chicago Bears team with Jay Cutler, and Jay Cutler could throw the ball down the field, mm-hmm. especially when, like, you know, no one's bothering him. A Megatron <laughs> yeah. update, he's now wearing really intricate Halloween costumes. That's what I saw yesterday. That is correct. And yeah. still dancing. 
He's still dancing? He's always dancing. All right. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk about my lines in just a sec here. Uh, we'll talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers this yeah. year. Big Ben is hurt. Landry Jones is in. They're, yeah. You're on the bye week this past week, or is it up? Yeah, we just passed the bye. Just yeah. came up off the bye. Now, yeah. who you guys got? How do you feel about it? How do you feel about the rest of the season? <sighs> Man, I mean, you know, we got, we got the Ravens, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, uh, Landry... I think they did great work last time he was up. Uh, you know, it was sketchy there because preseason he just did not look. He looked terrible. He looked terrible. And his first time in covering Ben, uh, he looked terrible. So uh, you, Well, you know who's out there uh, as a free agent you guys can sign right now? Playoff winner? Johnny Football? Johnny Manziel. <laughs> That's right. Get him up there. I'm sorry. You know what? Even better. Tim Tebow. Tebow, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow no, no, no. Famously beat the he, Pittsburgh Steelers. Bring him home. Yes, that's right. Uh, uh, make it happen. So it, uh, I'm just saying, you guys have options. We have still options, available. man. No, yeah. Tim Tebow just got injured sliding in minor league baseball. So oh. he's not going to be able to. Sorry. Oh, dang it. Uh, yeah. Well, well, all right. I guess it's Johnny Manziel. I guess the season's over. <laughs> On the plus side, what we learned, Tim Tebow still does not know how to slide. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> No, so uh, what yeah. your guys' division is too. I mean, Cincinnati's down, but I hardly have a hard time thinking they're a bad team. The Ravens have probably they're played not. above expectations, and you guys are right there too. Cincinnati's yeah, not very good. Cincinnati is really falling apart, and the Browns. I mean, the Browns. Well, we don't, Browns we don't, we don't. Come on. Yeah, but the Ravens really haven't been stepping up this year, and that's been the surprising thing. Well, I mean, not that's that's. I think they've but, lost like four in a row or four out of five yeah, or something. Yeah. They started out, I think, three and zero, and they looked. I, I didn't think yeah. they were a real team, and now I don't think they are. So I think you guys still. It'll be team. an interesting matchup, uh, you know. But our offense is so strong. Uh, you know, running game, Le'Veon is amazing, and and I I think that you know we can definitely pull it off. You yeah, know, one oh, of without our, question. Yeah, one of our biggest hangups really has been defense. I mean, our offense is strong. We have a lot of, a lot of weapons, even with Landry. You know, if the defense can hold up. Right, I think we'll be all right. You know, uh, I think it's kind of an unsung hero on your team. Nobody ever talks about Antonio Brown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's who? really flying sorry, under who? the radar this year, Brent. <laughs> oh, he's a wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, he's is he a bench or is I he think he's behind drink? Sammy Coates. Like okay. Sammy Coates yeah. takes a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <My> goodness. <laughs> Can I say that Antonio Brown commercial uh, with the kid who gets the number of the girl in college and then him uh, yeah. dancing in the end zone? Yeah. Uh, I bet this is what it's like when he finally got her number. Yeah, I love that commercial. That's oh, yeah. one of my favorite things on that's, TV. Uh, going. The other guy that's Sam Sam Brown from uh, Kids in Hall. Uh, not Kids in Hall. Uh, Whitest kids you know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. He, that his other uh, ESPN spot's really fun too. The receptionist spot. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh that's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's you yeah. know what? I'm glad that guy got really good and got really known because yeah. his personality is so uh, fantastic. Yeah, it's true. That his just his smile is just electric. Yeah, <laughs> is he All from day. one of the, the one of the directional Michigan schools? Am I wrong? From Central Michigan, fire, fire up, up chips. That's, That's what I'm right. talking about. Yes. Yeah, man, <laughs> love me some, some some Chippewa action going on there. So uh, obviously you've learned right now, uh, Eric Fisher, Antonio Brown. You cannot be a good team in the NFL unless you have a Chippewa represented. That's that's. Sounds like a true thing, yeah. Sounds like a real thing. That's not something I just made up. Very real. Right, correct. Very real to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, before we... Oh, yeah, a final prediction on the Steelers this year. If you were to just put it out there, the way they're playing, their schedule, uh, I don't know off the top of my head what their record is, but uh, what do do you say for a final record? Four and three right now. Four and three. Uh, We get Ben back, and he's healthy, and he can hold up. I think we have... I think we definitely have a late playoff team. Maybe, maybe the Super Bowl. I don't... I mean, there's... There's a lot of competition, obviously. It's a good obviously, division. It's a good yeah. division. Well, mostly. Well, yeah. So we'll <laughs> we'll um, we'll see. I think we have a good shot. I think our our offense is as strong as it's been 
in years. So we'll excellent. See. Yeah. So a real quick topic. I'm going to talk about the Chiefs in one sec. Okay. Uh, Jamie Collins just got traded. Best defensive player on the Patriots, plays linebacker, is in a contract year, about to sign a huge Von Miller-like deal. So the Patriots traded him to the Cleveland Browns. And is this the biggest troll move of all time? Or what is exactly is going on? They traded him away for a third-round pick. Clearly, This is a team that could probably use him as a Super Bowl contender. Clearly, Jamie Collins slept with Bill Belichick's wife. Oh, That's no. That's clearly what happened. <laughs> That's the only thing that could warrant you getting sent to Cleveland. Be like, oh, you think? Oh, you want to sign a big contract? Be a Brown. <laughs> Is there any chance he yeah. stays in Cleveland at all? I'm no. listening to a lot of prognosticators no. out there who say, Cleveland's going to throw a lot of money at him, and he's going to be a br- If you're one of the top five or top ten best defensive players in football, and you get shipped to the Browns, and you don't have to stay... Somebody else could pay you a lot of money. No, based too. on history, this is what happens. He doesn't go to Cleveland. He goes somewhere like maybe like the Redskins, and then he uh, his contract is so bad that he did that he then he ends up getting cut, and then Belichick picks him up for nothing again. Could absolutely he does that the case. all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. Know. I see this as being like an Indomitian Sioux situation where he signs for like franchise breaking money, signs for so much money out there, and can't possibly be a big enough factor on defense to warrant the lion's share of the defensive money on the team. And therefore he does like what's happening in Miami right now. They're a very middling team out there. Yeah. Partly because they can't, they just can't possibly put pieces around their $18 million Tannehill and their 20, whatever million dollar Sue. Forget it. You're done. GG. And I liked your Redskins thing right there. Doesn't it feel like that'd be a great Redskins yeah, Cowboys, yeah. you know, one of the people who throw away too much. Why don't maybe the Browns would be that team. Maybe the Raiders, maybe the Raiders. I was thinking that maybe, um, I don't know. It's just it's one of those situations where the Browns are literally playing money ball. They are mm-hmm. trying to, based on the last year's free agency for Cleveland, they are trying to lowball every single person they possibly could. Well, didn't they get they they have the guy from one of the guys from Oakland, right? That switched sports. Yes, they got and the. He uh, act, they yes. actually is trying to do money ball. Sashi Brown, which is I don't know about that. But that's the thing is all the it's agents working out well so far. They're owners. Yeah, yeah they're great. <laughs> they look so it's, it's, good, man. That's it's a, it's a brilliant plan. There's so much talent on the field every time they go out there. I don't know. I I I I just feel bad for the guy who's on his way, thinking like I'm about to get a ring. Mm. I'm uh, uh, the best player on the best defense on maybe the best team in the league. To wake up Halloween to the scariest, scariest uh, a trick of all. <laughs> You have to don the sad orange helmet of the Cleveland Browns. It's just that's just a sad. Thing. It's I, I just so uh, sad. Uh, I can't I, even I, make I, jokes. I can't even make jokes about it. Yeah. It's just depressing. <laughs> just waiting for the. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! It's just, it's almost like he goes into the uh, he goes into the bathroom, takes a hammer to his foot so he doesn't pass the physical. <laughs> He's four H trade. Trade, trade, uh, reneged. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Brent, tell me about the Chiefs right now. How are the Chiefs looking to you? They're concussed. Like yes. everyone got concussed yes, last are. week. And you traded away Niall Davis. Are you still feeling good about that? Yeah. You know why? Because he got cut. He got cut by the Packers? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear so that. So they can resign him now. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did he seriously? I honestly yeah, did not. He, he Is that got today? cut uh, yesterday. He oh got cut. Oh, my gracious. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Good. <laughs> yeah. Top two. Uh, Jamal Charles is still hurt his knee. He came back for a little bit. He not, he, I don't he think not he's not going to be right back. all season. You have to kind of go without uh, Spencer Ware, concussion. Concussed. Uh, Sharkander West got injured towards the end of the game. Alex Smith. Alex Smith, concussed. concussed. Yeah. Indy was kind of dirty. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> one of those concussions, like Alex with the sliding, and the dude just like pushes his head into the turf. I was like, what is that? It's called no a, penalty, of course. It's called a bulldog. And then sir. after the game, Alex Smith's trying to talk about it wearing his pimp costume. And uh, oh, no, wait, sir, that, was, that was a total. Sorry. We'll talk about that in just a sec right here. <laughs> um, but what's the Chiefs record as we speak? Uh, five and two. Five and two. So they're looking pretty good. Five and two. We have the bulk of our harder games, I think, in the second half. We have Denver twice. We I mean, still have to play Oakland, although we beat them already at Oakland. I was talking up the uh, AFC North. Is uh, the AFC West might actually be the best division? Yeah, because San Diego is a pretty good team. They, San Diego's they, no joke. They're they, showing up. It's, yep. it's pretty cool. If they weren't bumbos in the fourth quarter, they could be six and two. Mm-hmm. And, and and that would put you literally five and two in fourth place in the division. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they yeah. would be even better if any fan showed up to their games. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> sir, I've been to a Chargers game this so, year. Uh, oh, this year, wearing Saints colors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went down there last year for the Steelers, and man, it was all black and gold. It's the whole all, place, it's, it's, the whole place fills up <laughs> yeah. with opposing fans. Yeah. I've never seen anything Is it like not it. Just the worst experience you can have in an NFL stadium. There's like, you know, the the replay board. There is. I think we have uh, a bigger one in this room here. It's pitiful. Yeah, yeah. it is pitiful. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, if you've ever been there when it rains, it immediately floods. There's yeah, <laughs> and just traveling to get to the stadium yep. is just a nightmare. There, I didn't just, have a problem with it. We took the uh, train. That's what we did. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like you have to take the train. From L.A. down to downtown, then you got to take that weird train to go. We were staying in San Diego. So we just literally hopped on the train that was right outside our our hotel, and it went straight there. But for us, it was also in the middle of nowhere, too, when you get out of the game. There's nothing to do there. It's not like when you go to see the Padres, at least you're downtown. Islands was closed. Island Burger was closed (laughs) next door. What? And you you, you can't even high-five another Chargers fan because there aren't any there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wow. I mean, I'm just saying. Um, uh, no, but they are. They do have a vote coming up to move yeah. the team downtown. Yeah. Uh, and the downtown San Diego is absolutely beautiful. I like, love uh, San Diego. I, yeah. I, I did not think I was going to like it as much as I did, mm-hmm. and I was super impressed with just the vibe of the city. Yeah. So uh, nobody, the, the people who live in San Diego, don't want to pay for a new stadium downtown. Mm-hmm. We will see how that vote goes because I think everybody can agree it'd be best for everybody involved, except people paying for it. And uh, the people who live there seemingly are not on board. So we will see if they join yeah. the uh, join the Rams as the uh, L.A. Uh, that Chargers would be. I would love that if they join the, the Rams. Stadium. Then I can see the Chiefs every year in town. Yeah, you know, as, to to as lovely as downtown San Diego is, it does have a little bit of a snooty vibe to it. You know, I love it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it it is hard to imagine of an NFL stadium down there. But, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Well, I, I mean, I like San Diego. I was there uh, on the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 uh, <laughs> at Comic-Con at the, uh, on their panel. Uh, it was weird that I was there, and I just stood behind people when they took pictures, because I didn't... I was, that's funny. I, didn't I, I was there, and I, I didn't see I was see behind you, you every oh, time. Oh, that's yeah, what yeah. it was. Okay. Right. He was I'm shy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he dressed in cosplay as your shadow. So, oh, so it was amazing. we're talking about San Diego, that had to be kind of crazy, the Comic-Con experience down there. Uh, Comic-Con is... I've I, been there. It's crazy yeah. just being just a regular person. I mean, I, I you know, yeah. I was fortunate enough to see it from from the the VIP right, point exactly. of view. Well, you know, we got busted in these blacked out buses, and you know, and the, loaded in the loading dock and all blacked that. Blacked out so. buses, yeah, blacked out buses. Really? Well, because we went in, the, all the Ravagers went in makeup because we did this big, uh, we did this big deal where we stormed Hall H and mm-hmm. you know made fun of everybody and knocked over chairs, ah, and it was nice. really fun. But uh, yeah, so we got busted in blacked out buses, and then we, uh, you know, hit the loading dock, and it was cool. I mean, you know, whatever it was, six thousand people. I don't even know how many it's, people they fit in there. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But once they're all screaming and yelling at you, it's it's the whole building is shaking, and it, there's nothing really like it. And yeah. um, and but the the funniest part about the whole situation was when after after the panel, um, you know, everybody's there. I mean, everybody's there. All the stars are there. 
you know, Cumberbatch and all those guys, they're, they're all backstage. They're all standing there around together. Jeez. It's just like crazy. You know, and then we walked outside to go, you know, get back on the bus, and I'm sort of walking back past Cumberbatch. I'm a big fan of Sherlock, obviously. Sure. Sherlock, well, who Sherlock Holmes for a long time, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, you know, I walked up to him, and I was like, hey, man, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to bother you, but I, you know, I played Sherlock Holmes for six years, and I'm a big fan of what you did with the part. And he's like, oh, thank you. And he grabbed me, he grabbed me and he hugged me. Whoa. He, sort of, he sort of held me, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm hugging Benedict Cumberbatch right now. And the woman that was sort of wrangling us came by and sort of grabbed me by the nape of the neck. And started started pulling me. She's like, "We got to get on the on the on the bus now, or we're gonna miss our sh- shot." And I'm like, "I'm like being dragged away from him." And he's like, "And by the way," and he sort of looked at my outfit. And he's like, "I love what you did with this." And I was like, "And then it started processing my mind." He thinks I'm a comic conner. He thinks I'm a. He didn't know I was in the movie. Oh, like so, no. and it was like I was processing it as she was dragging me away slowly, and I couldn't get the words out. And I just by the time he was gone, I he never I never got to tell him I'm I'm wow. in the movie. So. <laughs> So that's how that ended. But the best part about that story is the next time you meet him, you'll have a story. I have to tell a story. Him. That's, that's right. True. See, you're already funny, set up for part two. Funny thing, Benny. Let me tell you what happened <laughs> on the loading docks. You know, I had a very similar experience uh, one time when I met Chris Pratt at iOS. Yeah. Super huggy guy. Yeah. Super nice. Great guy. You know, really funny. I've known Pratt for years. Yeah. A great, great guy. Uh, you know, I knew him when he, right when he, I started hanging out with him right when he first booked uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. And, even then, it was he had been on a TV show for years and years, and we, we he asked us to go hunting or to go uh, range shooting with him. He's a big gun okay. guy, so we yeah. went we went to the Los Angeles forest. And on the way there, we were uh, he was talking about you know what was going on in his life. He's like, yeah, I just got a job, and it, you know it's right down the street from my house, so it's like it's really convenient. So that's nice. <laughs> he really didn't say anything else about yeah. it. He ended up being Park and Parson Rack. Nice. And I, yeah, and then. You know the kind the way that 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 community works is really cool because that you know we're all buddies and and we were buddies with James Gunn for a long mm-hmm. time that whole circle but but Chris and James didn't know each other so when it came up to ca- to cast uh, to cast that role everybody in Hollywood went out for it I mean they, yeah. he saw James saw everybody and yeah. they couldn't really put their finger on it and one of our mutual buddies said hey you, you got to see Chris you got to let him in and James was like no you the fat guy from Parks and Rec I'm not gonna it, right. it just doesn't work. <laughs> And finally, they 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 got him to do it. And, and two minutes into his read of his audition, James is like, "That's the guy." Jeez, I yeah. can't believe I was so resistant. That's yeah. Him. So it, it's pretty cool how that works. Nice. Right. That's fantastic, yeah. right there. Yeah, bunch of great guys. Those guys. Yeah, all those guys. Well, you know, the, the, the legit ones always are. Yeah, yeah. You know, the douchebags are the ones who don't think they belong. That's right, yeah. Because <laughs> they feel like they got something to prove, you <laughs> it's, know. It's Wait, exactly. even Michael Rooker, the, you, you worked with, he didn't try to, like, cut off your hand, uh, make it a hook hand, like <laughs> no. uh, Walking Dead, or... It's, it's so funny, I was having this... <laughs> I, was, I was over at my buddy's house last night, uh, we were watching um, the, the, the new Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street, and he was talking yeah. about, he's like, even if I met Robert England, he'd be like, I wouldn't trust him. And, he, and he's like, and that's the same way with Michael Rooker. And I'm like, no, dude, Rooker is Rooker's a really sweet guy. He's a grandfather. He's a really nice yeah. dude. And like, and he's 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 super open and super right. welcoming and just super, you know, nice. And, I'm just and, glad that Hollywood hasn't held it against him that he's a zombie. Yeah, I mean, I think that's great that yeah. you know they're casting zombie in non-zombie roles, and I just think that's very progressive. <laughs> it for is, this it town. is, yeah. you know, diversity. You yeah. know, it's happening. Uh, uh, Michael uh, Rooker, <laughs> I, I actually watched that Talking Dead show, which is another Chris Hardwick yeah, thing. Yeah. Where, and Michael Rooker, uh, when his character was done on on Walking Dead, 
I could really tell that it's like, man, because a lot of actors, they go in there and they play it cool. You know, like, yeah, I've had a good run. And Michael Rook, I could tell. That guy really loved being on that show. Yep. He really liked being with that cast. Yep. And I was like, that's that's a cool guy right there. Yep. So, yeah. He was good for the yeah. show, too. Like, he yeah, added dude. a gravitas to it. He, he yeah. really did. You know, he, he made it legit. Yeah. He's one of those guys that anywhere he goes, any situation he's in, he lightens the mood. He, he, he breaks the barriers. Mm-hmm. He, he breaks the ice. It's just everybody's immediately engaged in fun when he's around. You know, no, even if it's a completely serious, you know, situation. Right. You know, and that you know. Uh, so it's it's pretty cool. He's a he's a good good dude. Cool. Well, that'll yeah. end our NFL segment. I'll just say real quick: Lions <laughs> nine and seven. Thank NFL you. slash Guardians of the Galaxy. Slash yeah, yeah. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it all. Yeah. Um, but we'll come back since we're talking about Walking Dead already. Let's talk about some Walking Dead. Okay. Let's do it after three seconds of. Oh oh uh, well you know lemonade. There are things I'm still afraid of. When I have to conquer those things, I still go back to that park. Oh, did we have some stuff happen in The Walking Dead over mm-hmm. the last two weeks? We yeah. did. Yes, yeah. we did. And <laughs> scene. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, uh, Negan showed up. He murdered a couple of people. They got me on that one. And then we get to meet Carol and Morgan at The Kingdom, where we meet Ezekiel and his tiger. King Ezekiel. King Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Uh, I love, love him. Do you, do you read the comic? I don't know what your history is. I, um, not really. Okay. I mean, seen, I've, Here's the deal. I yeah. love that character. Him oh, yeah. and uh, Shiva are, yeah. are amazing. I was yeah. so happy. It was one of those things where I just had a, <laughs> I was just like smiling. Same thing. You know, actually the same reaction I had when I saw Negan, even though I was like, oh, this guy's terrible. Uh-huh. I was just smiling. I was like, so happy to see this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you told me about a year ago you were excited to meet Zeke and the tiger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, I said, is there anything coming up in the comics that maybe we could look forward to on the show? And your first thing was like, there's a place called the Kingdom, and I think yeah. you're going to dig it. Yeah. <laughs> and so far, the yeah. answer is yes. And they're all wearing football shoulder pads or something. <laughs> yeah. Their armor. But fantastically adapted, too. I mean, just beautifully written. And, and, like, and that actor is... He's fantastic. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's great. Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. He's able to project uh, that uh, that gravitas from being a community theater guy. Yeah. And then and he's still is just like, and he can keep it real at the same that's time. Just, it's, it's ridiculous for about 30 seconds, and mm-hmm. then you just believe it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And then you just yeah. go. Yep. Yeah. I, I could see why people are following him. Yeah. Because you see this guy looking like that, coming out with a tiger, and then talking with this royal decree air about yeah. him. And he's like, I know what we should do. And I'm like, I... Yes. And it's yes, a, you do. It's such a great balance between he and Negan. Like, because Negan is the Negan line is so intense. It's so brutal. You know that going into this episode, it was like, oh god, thank you for giving me something that some I sweet can, relief can breathe through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never did I worry somebody was going to get killed mm-hmm. the entire time. Uh, we should go back to like the 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 premiere, okay? Uh, because there were some things that and we just talked about. It and we, do we talk rushed over really on, quick. Do we, do we, oh, well, you've seen it by now. If you yeah. haven't, folks, just it's two weeks old. Go watch yeah. it. What are you even doing? You <laughs> listening to a- us? First off, thank you for listening yeah. to this podcast instead of watching The Walking Dead, and you haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, secondarily, <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't have any sort of cable or satellite, as my wife and I. You can download AMC the app and watch it for free every week. Oh, is that right? Yeah, right. Oh, yep. smart. Yep, I've but, just been staying up and watching it on a replay. Uh, the, me. I don't know. When they, when the thing with Glenn happened, and he gets that first big hit, and he's just like his eye pops out. His eye pops yeah. out. That's in, I was the, like, that is in the comic. That's in the comic. Yeah, and I was just like, I can't believe they're doing this. And then even Negan hits him up. 30, 40 times, yeah. oh, and God. when they pull away, you still see an eyeball there. Oh, like, it's, oh. it's, it's brutal. 
And it's, those are one of some of the only panels I saw because yeah. uh, they were all over the place, yeah. you know, in, in the interim. Yeah. And and that was brutal in the panel, mm-hmm. especially with him going back. Yeah, bag, like trying to talk, trying and to talk, like kind of making Ooh. sense. His brain doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, just so that kind of sh- really screws with my mind. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> right. and then yeah. Negan's just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. are you still trying to talk? Yeah, I just hit the crap out of you. Like I was like, oh my god, this guy is so horrible, so brutal, um, so uh, brutal. Well, I, yes, and and to, not to bury the lead because mm-hmm. that's the second person that he killed. Yeah. we knew he killed somebody. Yeah, right. and that person turned out to be Abraham, who, yeah. as Brent has told me before, the comics, and we were talking earlier, was already dead by this point. So yeah. it's sort of like you know, it's it's no loss right. to the show because they don't know what they would do with him anyway. Yeah. So uh, what have I said for like a couple of years now? As soon as they don't they don't have anything to do with mm-hmm. you on the show, right. you're probably about to be killed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's easy to kill you if you have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. But a fantastic misdirection. You yes. Know, oh, starting that with amazing. that kill. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, it's not any of the main cast. It's not Glenn. Yeah, I think yeah. everybody was kind of like, oh, okay, that's okay. Yeah. It's a little disappointing, though, because yeah. we were thinking like bigger things, you know, right. even though we don't want anyone in the main cast to yeah. die. Yeah. But even the way they framed it in that moment with Glenn in the background and you're not really paying attention to him and it's yeah. Negan talking to Daryl, who had, he acted out and jumped out and punched him in the face. Yeah. And just the fact that he's having a conversation, boom, 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 boom. And then wham, they, yeah, he yeah. says, back to it. Bam! In one oh. shot. And that's yeah. what absolutely got me. Uh, I was already just like horrified yeah. watching. And then that happened, and I just like, just mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. no. And there was a lot of backlash. I don't know if you guys saw that about, I mean, yeah. like online uh, about how brutal they. I saw that. Yeah. I think it was a uh, 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 wuss nation talking. Uh, yeah. This nation needs to toughen up. Pull itself by its own bootstraps, and you know what? No more whining. Trump, 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 Trump. <laughs> oh, wow. Sorry, I got Where a little worked up there. I can't, go, I can't go with you there anymore. It's too close to the election. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, right. it's too real. Yeah, it's too real. It's too real. <laughs> Mr. Trump, what do you think about that? Uh, listen to me. Listen to my Caucasian American over here. Look at isn't he great? He's probably the greatest. I love I love what you're doing there, yeah. <laughs> uh, m- m- Mr. Trump. What what would you have done if you were in that position that we saw in the premiere of Walking Dead? No one. First of all, I wouldn't have been killed. I <laughs> <laughs> I like cast members who don't never, get killed. First of all, I never like Glenn. I never like Abraham. I like people that don't get murdered. Okay, like, they're the real heroes. <laughs> I wrote the art of the deal. I would have negotiated my way out of it. Oh, man. <laughs> I know the best head armor. Look, Rick is losing everywhere. He's, lo- he's losing on trade. He's losing- oh, no. I'm going to make oh. Walking Dead great again. I am sorry I went down that rabbit hole. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Glenn, Glenn is gone. Uh, although, uh, uh, can we say Abraham saying "suck my nuts" and Negan's oh, reaction yeah. to it was the best part of the episode? Yeah. To Amazing! Me. Yeah, suck my nuts. Yeah. He just said, "Suck my nuts." <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Oh, just killing it, literally. Mm. Yep. Oh. And then Rick is broken. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know this. Uh, you did. I don't think you told me this. Rick is missing an arm in the comic books yeah. by mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. And so he pulls out. So he's like, Rick, you're not dead inside yet. Hold on a sec. I got one more for you. I'm going to take Carl's arm. We're going to cut it off. And apparently, mm-hmm. if you read the comics, you're like, oh, they're doing that storyline, but with Carl now. Carl. Yeah. Oh, poop, 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 yep. poop. And then he doesn't. And then they pulled that one. What a great moment. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh. And he stops him, and then just Rick, the, the and uh, 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 Lincoln's uh, Andrew Lincoln's uh, performance is so like I believe <laughs> in that he is just gone. Yeah. Uh, everybody, He's gone. Everybody on their knees in that 
episode, they're acting their effing balls off, yeah. man. Yes. I mean, they Jesus. All went for Talk it. about yeah. the most draining, awful Ugh. scene you would ever, ever be asked yeah. to do, and they just murder it. It is not, no pun intended, but they... Hey, it's right there. Yeah. I heard when they shot, it only took 12 days to shoot that scene. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just 12 days in that headspace. <laughs> well, I appreciated that they shot him doing it to everybody, just yeah. to keep up the air of mystery, because mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys got... I, I was able to not get spoiled, even though I was watching it on replay. I didn't replay. get spoiled. Yeah. And so it really had good... I have every single show I've watched from Breaking Bad to Walking Dead to uh, Game of Thrones, I feel like every big moment in one way or another has been spoiled for me for the last three years due to uh, I don't know people texting me <laughs> social media uh, just being around you know uh, the biggest moments are always spoiled for me so the fact that I was able to, to shut the world out yeah. when have I actually spoiled it. something for you um, it's not always that you tell me what's going to happen but you tell me that something is going to happen like what uh, I'm trying to remember right now. I don't it was recall this at all. Some I Game like of you're... Thrones. Uh, Glenn crying I may be face. taking legal action. I did not recall. Ah! <laughs> um, yeah. Well, Glenn with the crying face is still one of the best trolls. Because you did it like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty bad. I did used to do that like every every finale. I've just sent him a text says, Glenn, no. <laughs> Terrible. Never not funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so we've got two episodes now in the books. You know, uh, uh, the our gang is in tatters right now. I'm dropping two important characters. They now work for Negan. What do we make of? Because uh, the kingdom also works for Negan, even though it's mm-hmm. a pretty big thing. Uh, they are under the, the 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 thing of Negan, and they they feed him spoiled meat. Wait, that's, that. that's not Negan though. That's the that was they, Negan's crew. Sending the, sa- those people. the saviors. saviors. The saviors. It's not the same people. No, I don't think it's the same people. Yeah, it's Negan's crew. Saviors? Negan's crew yeah, is saviors. the saviors, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they, yeah, they, yeah, he's yeah. shaking them down as well. So on the side, he's like making deals. And dude is feeding the pigs he's rotten the meat. the pigs spoiled oh, zombie so meat. good. And then sending them off to Negan. Yeah. Does that mean they're gonna? Uh, I, I was. I was. We'll I was see. unsure I about yeah. that. Like, if it just means that the meat's going to taste bad, or, make or, him sick or yeah. he's trying to get the zombie virus inside them, so yeah. they will leave him alone. Yeah. I assume that that's where the the progression or goes. Or just infiltrate, the, yeah, infiltrate the the Negan compound in some way. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. We yeah. know that he's intentionally doing something not good to his oppressors, a hundred percent of the way. And yeah, I, Negan's crew is the saviors, right? I don't think it is, but well, mm. you know, I, I, I'm, I, you know, there's so many things that happen in Walking Dead. I'll, I'm, I'm gonna look it up right yeah, now. Look up. Yeah, look okay. it up. Yeah, I. That's what the impression I was under. I, because they're, they're the only ones who collect food. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah it is Saviors. Yeah. So there's so many groups. It's yeah. hard. It's hard it to is, remember. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the Saviors are quickly becoming just. I was glad. Animal. Look, I'm yes. glad. That, I'm glad that the Saviors are uh, Negan's people because they suck. Yeah. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Although I, you can hardly blame them, you know, based on what he's going to do to you if you don't follow him. Well, right? I mean, the beauty of the whole show, and again, I wasn't into the comic, but the yeah. beauty of the show for me, and mm-hmm. hanging on through it, you know, is that is that it becomes about the humanity and like, right. you right. know, the the the. the 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 metaphor of the dark the darkness or not such a metaphor mm-hmm. the the actual darkness that it, that uh, emerges it's, I think it's the same thing I think yeah. the same thing comes through in the comic you know yeah. it, it yeah. isn't about zombies yeah. you know there are zombies zombies right. are the backdrop to right. the people interacting yeah. right. right which some people have a problem with and those people are dumb yeah thank you well, I wouldn't call you dumb right <laughs> how dare you <laughs> yes he would 
Well, yeah, I would, but not for that reason. <laughs> not, not because of that. There's plenty of other reasons. Thank you for it. So, uh, so uh, do we have any other predictions for the rest of the uh, for the rest of the season right now? I mean, uh, I are the Kingdom and Negan's crew going to come into conflict uh, over I some mean, stuff? I, maybe the the Kingdom joins forces with uh, uh, what's the name of the neighborhood? Oh, Alexandria. Oh, Alexandria. Alexandria. Yeah. yeah, maybe they join for. I mean, you've got to think like you know, Alexandria's got. But didn't it fall? No, no. There's still people there. Remember, they left and they gave it. They okay. gave. They hand the keys over to the priest and said, you know, basically protect the place. So. Gotcha. I just remember, like, poop happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I, they're, they're vulnerable, you know? I mean, they got a big hole oh, in the I fence. I forgot about the priest. I hate him so much. He's, he's the running. worst. He's we running. wanted him to die, like, every... Yes. He's always our prediction of guy we want yeah. to die. I don't remember what happened in the comic. I don't care. I want him dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll go episode to episode, because uh, did you guys see the trailer for next week? Mm-hmm. I have yeah. not yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, screwy blonde dude with the fricked up face that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the guy yeah. that 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 betrayed mm-hmm. uh, Norman Reedus. I mean, I I think they're going to face off next week. That's yeah. what it looked like. Love it. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I will say, you know, that guy is is a is a, is a character in the comics. So yeah. we know this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought I read somebody messed up. Face, somebody though. predicted Jesus was going to make a comeback at some point in the near future and like help guide our gang, you know, through the rough storms ahead. Mm. And that's not a metaphor for anything whatsoever. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still out there somewhere. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was just so a prediction I saw, and it made yeah. a lot of sense to I me. I mean, it's going to have to be a coming together of many communities to fight the saviors. Obviously, they're they're setting it up that the saviors are just this mm-hmm. massive, all-consuming network yeah. of awfulness. So. With Stephen Ogg. I don't know that character existed, but I love him. Uh, Stephen Ogg is the best. And can we just say Jeffrey Dean Morgan is, uh, is like, the best. He's a god. Oh god. I mean, geez, yeah. Louise. Yeah. He's always been good, but yeah. man. I love wow. that. I, I was watching Talking Dead, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan comes on and is like, yeah, I see why people are mad, but you know, if you think about it, I mean, it's really Daryl's fault. Like, <laughs> 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 and I guess he and uh, – uh, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus are like yeah. really good friends yeah. in, in real life. So, oh, that's yeah, great. I, was, I was reading uh, uh, some some article with with uh, Jeffrey. It, that was he said he he was uh, specifically staying away from social media and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, the oh day, yes, the day after the uh, the episode aired, and the first person he saw was Norman Reedus going outside or whatever. He was walking outside. He's like, dude, everybody hates you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man. Well, you know, you don't do terrible things on television yeah. if you don't want people to hate you. Because right. it's real, after all. Thank you. Just, uh, all right, we'll be right back, back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Affordable Floors. And that will eventually do it. For the episode. But before we get there, I learned that you, sir, yes. met Bruce Campbell. I did. Worked with Bruce Campbell. I did. Well, that's something that needs to be discussed. <laughs> Bruce Campbell, the soup guy? Yes, Bruce Campbell, the soup I guy. I the chunky. Uh, <laughs> big fan <laughs> of tortilla. Yeah. 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 Uh, no. No, no, oh, not okay. that at uh, all. We're talking okay. about one of my favorite heroes of all time, Ash from Army of Darkness and Ash versus Evil Dead. Oh, that That's guy. Right. I love that guy. Star yeah. of My Name is Bruce, Bubba Hotep, Moontrap, uh, Mind Warp. If Chins Could Kill. If Chins Could Kill, oh. Confessions mm-hmm. of a B-Movie Actor. I mean, I, I like him okay. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty great. So what's the project? What's the story? What was it like well, it was to work a one with time, Bruce? It was a one-time deal. It was uh, Evil Dead in concert. Well, hopefully it won't be a one-time. It was very, it was very successful. 
Uh, but it was the first time it had ever been done. It was the Evil Dead, uh, Evil Dead in concert. And it was, How is this the first time I'm hearing about this? <laughs> this is upsetting to me. It was at the Ace Hotel. Uh, <sighs> I was there with all my friends. Yeah. So. Last week. God and uh, <laughs> How dare you. <laughs> Essentially, the idea of it was Joe LaDuca, uh, who is the composer of the original song. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He basically rewrote the soundtrack and, uh, and arranged it for a full orchestra. <gasps> and they've set up what? the orchestra behind the screen. And they uh, the orchestra played the new score along with the movie. But um, – uh, it was one of the gimmicks was that you know the movie doesn't really hold up. I mean, Evil Dead is it, pretty it bad. It looks like a cheap horror <laughs> yeah. movie from the eighties. Yeah. Yes. So every time, like every once in a while, and somebody would die or some something particular cheesy would happen, the 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 film would kind of melt away. And a group of performers would come out, and the jazz band would come out, and they would do a number related to what you just saw. So, oh my god! So it was pretty cool. And Joe okay. Laduca did a whole other—he did a whole other uh, score of jazz music from the 1920s that went along with that storyline. Oh goodness! And they had dancers and all this stuff, and and I played this. I played uh, an usher, uh, like a hunt, a, a ghostly usher from, I get the, you. from the Ace uh, Hotel Theater, yeah. who was uh, you know who brings Bruce into the theater. And, and oh Bruce goodness. is like hey, everybody is going nuts and crazy yeah. and like I mean Bruce <sighs> is like going off and just improving joking and and then we had this bit it was really incredible because it was it was scripted but you know Bruce is Bruce and he didn't want to learn anything in the script so he Absolutely. basically he basically said to me and we, we had this sort of recurring thing coming back on stage together he basically said to me he's like Joe I'm just gonna we're just gonna improv this and I'm just gonna throw it to you and we'll just play with it and. I'm like great, and and the producer was like, "Well, he's got to say Joe's got to say a couple things because it's important to the storyline of the whole thing." And <laughs> he's like, right, right. Joe, yeah. can, "Joe can say what he, what he wants," and you know, and we worked out this thing, and it was it was fantastic, and it was just such a pleasure to work with him. He's such a down to earth guy, and so funny, and so quick, and um, it, one of my personal heroes. A too, hero, so, oh, yeah, of course. So, so we we just had a, a really good uh, working rapport. Right away, and, and the characters that, the you know, Bruce being Bruce and me playing this sort of ghostly weirdo, it just kind of really clicked, and it went really well, and, and people loved it, and hopefully it won't be the last time. Nice. So, no, yeah. because I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. please get this on again. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> so Whenever the tickets come out, Ray, I will personally get them for you, and I will get you a good cheap price. <laughs> yeah, but then you, you won't tell me when, when the show is. No, 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 no. I'll just... <laughs> Why would I do that? I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. There's no, always there's something. No other shoe, dude. I love you, man. You're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got through that. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, uh, so, Joe, thank you so much for joining us uh, yeah, for episode awesome. 149 of Ray's and Brent. Brent, where I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And that's Joe. Hey, guys. Bye, guys. That's really going on right now. We have a little bit of contact information we have to share. And if there's any last-minute stories we want to throw out there, because I love it all. Uh, but you can hit us up on Twitter, at, at Ray Brent Podcast on Facebook.com slash Podcast. Of course, subscribe on iTunes, five-star reviews, all the stuff we you know would normally show for. Yeah. Uh, people we got to thank, Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Thank the train wrecks. Train wrecks. we got to thank David Knoll, the intrepid producer who believed I was at Wrigley Field. That's right. Good job, Dino. What's wrong with you? And Donald Trump for stopping by. Yeah. Donald Trump stopped by repeatedly. I was the greatest guest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we got to thank Jordan Monsell, the artist. Yeah, Monsell, me some art. Made us a logo. Did you go to Jordan Monsell's Halloween party? I did not. Oh. I didn't either. It was, I was invited, but I didn't go. I wasn't invited. 
Well, I ran into him at Steampunk. That's <sighs> now I'm sad. Yeah. Well, that was my intent. Thank you so much, yeah, Joe, guys, for being it's been here. Great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you contact con- information we yeah. can uh, hit you up at? Yeah, I'm Joe.Free on Instagram, uh, Freya, uh, all caps on Twitter. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook. <laughs> That's a great Twitter. Y- yeah, all caps, Freya. <laughs> And uh, Facebook, I have uh, my Joe Freya page. And um, yeah, man, don't don't uh, be shy. Reach out to me. Reach I'm a, out. I'm a nice guy. Do a nice. thing. Yeah. We got to have you on the show again. This was fun. This yeah, was a lot we had fun. a great yeah, time, a man. Thank Absolutely. You. Thanks, guys. Uh, one more, one more. I'll plug in uh, Guardians too. For sure. Uh, it's like you, uh, yeah, you know a lot about sports too. So it's yeah. like a lot different than when I'm doing the show with Ray. Yeah. Like How dare you? Yeah, come, <laughs> come spring, I got two movies. I got you know a horror movie and Guardians coming out. So that would be a good oh. time to oh, man. bring it back around, yeah. talk about all that stuff. Done. Yeah. Done. Here's the deal. Now you have the to. Joe Freya action figure. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my god. That would be amazing. It's coming. I don't know if there is one, but if there is, they scanned me 3D. So. Oh no. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'll be showing up here, and there'll be like 50 of them. The- <laughs> That's not creepy at all. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Well, Joe Freya, thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you want to hit us up individually, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And that's going to do it for this episode. We'll catch you all next time. So good night. Peace. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. You always get what you wanted, and then you run and you flaunt it. So my wife has been listening to a lot of Hamilton lately. So I mean, I don't know if you can play that on here, sure, but play yeah. some Hamilton, man. Uh, it, uh, it's it's badass, and we're reading the the book about him. So it's great music. I highly recommend it. Um, and Freddie and Francine, two buddies of mine, who I'm uh, I'm absolutely in love with both of them. They're an extremely talented, and wonderful band. Please look them up. Um, they are on tour right now. And uh, oh oh. Uh, the Affordable Floors, which uh, is available online now. My childhood favorite band, well, I should say high school favorite band, and you'll know why when you hear it. It's 90s, it's 90s like victory rock for teenagers. So look it up. Yeah. Like two, more? two more. Affordable Floors. Uh, what else? What else is good? Um, what else have I been listening to lately? Oh, oh, uh, well, you know, Lemonade, of course. My wife and I are obsessed with Lemonade. And, um, oh, let's see. Oh, one more. This is a lot of pressure. I thought you were going to say Dexy's Midnight Runners. Oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> I said it. It's on. It's good. We're in. <laughs>